So, folks, we have some guests coming up. Uh, uh, two, two guests this hour, which are unusual. Obviously, we're going until uh, 2 o'clock. The next COVID briefing is coming up, I believe it's on Thursday, unless they change it again this week to Friday. Last week was Friday. Uh, I think it's this Thursday, but we're going to find out as we get closer. Now, um, for those that were trying this morning, I, <clears throat> there's a lot of things wrong right now with the, the vaccine program in the state. And if you've been trying to get on uh, and you can't get one, you're, you're certainly not alone. If anything, you're, you're in the majority. Um, it certainly seems the state should not have expanded the eligibility for vaccines without a reasonable number of vaccines available to make appointments. But it was rushed because of the negative publicity they were receiving because all the educators got to get the vaccine. So then they open it up. So Friday was a complete disaster, a cluster blank, if you will. And then today, again, they're gone. <coughs> now, I have also... It was very helpful to me, and I encourage all of it's one thing when you hear about it. It's one thing when you hear that it, it's a problem trying to uh, get a vaccine. Let me also just finish uh, up, folks. Remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Saturday appointments are available, and if you have an appliance that is not working properly, find them on Facebook, but it's Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. We'd like to say if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. And remember, folks, if you forget the number, if you hear one of our sponsors and you can't remember, just shoot me an email. I do that all the time. You're driving, you're busy, and then something happens. You say, you know what? Juan mentioned someone that will fix our appliance. Who was? I don't expect you to remember, but I remember. So give us a call. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. But getting back, you know, it was very helpful to me that I have some uh, neighbors <clears throat> who very kindly said, you know, Juan, um, would would you be able to help us? We're not that good on the computer and their children don't live in Rhode Island. And we've been having a hard time. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm feeling like Zuckerberg or, uh, you know, Bill Gadd. Oh, are you kidding me? I'd be happy to. You know, I'll bring my laptop. We did the distancing. They opened the window even. You have masks on. I'm like, yeah, are you kidding me? Of course I will. So uh, this is Friday afternoon, and, and folks, it was, well, first of all, I was a little embarrassed, but then I was realizing some of the things that are wrong in the system. And, and it was good for me to go through that, because then now, if you're listening right now, I can relate. And I was, uh, you know, I understand, listen, some, some people are upset with me, and I know the Rhode Island Department of Health is upset, and um, some others feel that I was, um, some others feel that in fact, that I was a little hard on the Department of Health, but <clears throat> excuse me, but to do this on a Friday at five o'clock and then we find out through the good reporting of Channel 12 that only one percent of the people available were able to get an appointment. What, what, stop encouraging these shots in the arms and, you know, Dr. Scott stands up and I want to thank our tremendous team. And then I, how about on, on Friday when Dr. Dr. Alexander Scott was, Nicole Alexander Scott was saying, um, and Rhode Island is now ranked seventh as far, like they, they just make up the blanking numbers. We're the smallest state. Rhode Island should be ranked number one and the other state should say, well, of course they're number one. They're the smallest state. But, and Dr. Scott always likes to talk about, well, this is about equity. And that's why the residents of Central Falls, where 40% of the blanking people that live there are illegal aliens. Central Falls, you, there were 18-year-old high school seniors getting the vaccine. Central Falls is 18 plus. You have World War II veterans that can't get an appointment to get a vaccine. How the hell... I got to watch my language. How is that equity? How is that fair? That's not even following the science for Christ. This is someone trying to make themselves, you know, I'm such a great person. And I'm, I, I, you know, there's nothing great about helping old white people. I'll tell you how great I am. And let me tell you something, folks. You're not going to hear anyone else speak the truth the way Juan does. I'm going to tell I'm in another level of greatness. I'm in my own league. I help people that don't even speak English. I have people that are here from foreign countries that have snuck in. And that's who I'm helping. Anyone can help some old blue hair, some 80-year-old veteran. 
I'm helping people that don't even speak the language. See, that's the way they think. This is equity. And all summer long, I would say, why is it that Central Falls was the highest in the world at one point as far as spreading of the virus? And yet you're treating them the same as you're treating Jamestown and Block Island because of equity. We must treat everyone the same. Everyone must be treated the same in equity. That is, there's nothing more important than equity. It goes above the Constitution. It goes above the law. There's nothing more important than equity. There's nothing more important than us letting you know what great people we are. So everyone is treated the same. There'll be no restrictions on Central Falls or parts of Oneyville. Uh, and, and certain people that were coming in, like they interviewed that woman from Haiti that said, uh, you know, I, 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 I forget what exactly what it was. They had a complete misconception about the virus or something like that. <clears throat> However, when it comes to the vaccine, oh, suddenly now, hold, blank and time out. We can't treat everybody the same. We have to give it to the most vulnerable. We must... We must employ equity when it comes to the vaccine. So the people at Jamestown and Block Island, they can go to the back of the line. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. No, we are here to give the vaccine to the people in Central Falls and Odeville and Providence and the politically connected. And that picture Friday of which, and I, I, I fully get that, you know, I'm not making any friends by highlighting this stuff, folks. But as this whole thing was in a complete disaster on Friday afternoon. And by the way, it's more the same. And I'm going to explain what's going on, the fact that no one's explaining it. There it is. Look at the nice photo op of Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott with Governor McKee. Yeah, because that was so important to be there. That was so important to be there. Oh, and let's do, there's the elbow bump. I got my vaccine and you got your vaccine. We're the beautiful people, you know, while everyone else is dealing with Fear of missing out. You know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't be doing the photo ops just yet. But let me explain something that no one was explaining the way um, <clears throat> that. And by the way, members of the media, uh, enough about a year ago, I started working from like, uh, what, do you, what do you think? We don't remember. We were all in that. One year ago today, I walked into a grocery store. Yeah, we were all walking into a blanking grocery store a year ago. One year ago today, here's a picture of me wearing my mask for the... Yeah, we all know that. What, what is this? It's a little early for memory lane. But just so you understand, and right now, folks, at 12.15, good afternoon, it's Juan, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. How about these people that were then defending, well, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, she didn't build the computer system. She didn't, but she's in charge of it. Now, listen, I want to be very clear. This is Ramundo's fault. I know it's Ramundo's fault. But McKee, they're not, you know, all right. I'm not ready to blame him just yet. But Friday at 5 o'clock, that's when we're deciding to do it so then everyone could realize over the weekend that they got screwed. Only 1% of the people going on <coughs> were going to be able to get vaccination. What is the point of saying, uh, and now we're going to open it up to these people if no one can get an appointment? You know, it's like selling something. Someone says to you, you know, this is worth $1,000. No, it's not. That's worth what someone's willing to pay you for it. You know, I was dealing with this with someone recently who wanted my counsel and was saying, this is worth 600000 I said, no, that you, you, it, it's only worth what you can get for it is what it's worth. And so this business of we are now opening it up and now these people, 16 and older, can now get the vaccine. Like, what are we talking about? They don't have enough vaccine. They're writing checks that they can't cover is what they're doing. But just so you understand... The nature of this is when you sign on and it says, and I'm glad I went through this as frustrating as it was on Friday night as I was, you know, doing my deed during Lent to try to help some people that needed Juan's help. <clears throat> the element of it is if it says 400, pe- 400 appointments are available and then you click on it and then it says there are no appointments available. The reason is. If you click on, and then just as an example, you get 
Thursday at 10 o'clock. You now the clock is now you're on the clock like the draft. You now have 15 minutes to make your way through the steps and fill in the information. So when you're seeing 400 appointments or 200 appointments or whatever number it is, and then you click on it and there's none available, that's because at that moment there are 400 people trying to navigate putting in there because there's a seven step process to get it through. I've heard from some of you, you get six steps. And then knocks you off because it took 16 minutes. I talked to one woman. She was on the phone with her mother. She didn't have all the information in front of her. And then imagine that you're right at the end and then it clicked her back. So then you go back to the end of the line. So, but I want to say this about Dr. Scott. I'm well aware she didn't build the computer system. But let's just remember Rhode Island's had millions of dollars available to get this system up and running and ready. And no one has questioned all the money, all the, the spending. They've had it. They've had plenty of time. Um, someone said they've had a year. I don't know about a year, but they've definitely had since the fall, I think, to start getting ready for the vaccine and that it was coming and to uh, make the necessary preparations for it. I would say so, uh, but it's unacceptable. And now, you know, again, I thought Justin Katz made a good point yesterday. Why not allow CVS and and, uh, part of the reason is it's free. And folks, you know, what do I tell you about when it's free, right? What do most people say? If it's free, it's for me. Why not say for CVS and Walgreens, they're going to be allowed to sell a limited number of vaccines? Because I know for a fact I was with two people. <clears throat> and they're older. The money is no object with them. They just don't want to go through this hassle now. Their life is on hold until they can get the vaccine. So, you know, they they even said, can we pay someone? We'll pay, what is it, 50 bucks, 25 bucks? Like, wh- whatever it is, we'll pay it. So it's better than, no, 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 it must be free in the name of equity. But why not allow CVS and Walgreens to say, all right, for these appointments, you have to pay whatever it is, there's a lot of people that would do that to avoid the hassle of of what's going on right now, which is people are not getting appointments. Folks, we have a guest we're going to bring on in a moment, but I want to remind you, you want to stay nice and healthy, pick up a bottle of Akaiberry, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I, this incredible antioxidant, keep you healthy, your family healthy. See this beautiful bottle I'm holding up to everyone on Facebook. This is available at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, also at Dave's in East Greenwich, a Kai Berry. You just need a little bit each morning, and it keeps you healthy, replenishes your body. Uh, a Kai Berry, pick up a bottle today. All right, we have Brenda Jacob that I'm going to have um, come on because it's very important what's going on at the State House and the <clears throat> 2A people, as they call them, the Second Amendment people. Um, they, you need to pay attention to what's going on, and then. There she is. Folks, joining us right now is uh, Brenda Jacob. Uh, good afternoon, Brenda. Hi, how are you today? Very good. It's John DePietro. So, Brenda, you sent me an email, and I wanted to give you some time to explain to people what's going on in the Second Amendment community. And there's definitely some legislation that people need to pay attention to. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, legislation that is coming up that's Um, Actually important to all Rhode Islanders, whether you are a gun owner or not, because a lot of this infringes on your day-to-day lives. Um, And like HIPAA, they're asking us to waive our HIPAA rights. They're asking us to waive our, a lot of rights that are detrimental to all Rhode Islanders. Right, but let's just focus on the 2A community. Tell people a little bit of what you need them to do. I agree with you, but let's let's like zero in on who we're really going to motivate here. So you're you're not wrong, but uh, so I the floor is yours. You, you know, you sent me an email. Explain exactly what's happening and how people can get involved. Okay, so right now on House Judiciary Committee is hearing. Um, numerous anti-gun bills and a few pro-gun bills on Friday, March 19th at 1 1 o'clock. Now, as you know, because of COVID, they're not allowing us to testify in person. Um, They're limiting our testimony to two two minutes. Um, They are having it in the middle of the day where it's hard for working people to be able to call in. 
So what we've done is we have, um, you can sign up for written testimony um, on the agenda. You can also go to our um, Rifle Facebook page, which is rifol.org. Um, and you can sign up to do verbal testimony and you can sign up to do written testimony. And the other thing they're doing is they're separating everything. So you need to um, put it out by bill. You have to do written testimony by bill, verbal testimony by bill. Now, talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about these bills. <clears throat> okay. So some of the bills, like I said, one of them actually has you waive your HIPAA rights to firearms dealers. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of problems with that. Are they certified to handle your um, HIPAA information? Um, how long are you releasing your information for? Um, the other problem with the mental health portion of that is there is, you know, what is mental health issue? Is it, what there is no cutoff written in the legislation. Like if you go to grief counseling, are you now considered um, mentally, you know, not, not mentally healthy? If you take Wellbutrin to quit smoking, are you now considered not able to own a firearm? There's no, there's no end in what they mean by uh, mental health issue. Wow. Um, you know, this also discourages healthcare participation. You know, you have people that are afraid to go to the doctors, you know, if they're having any type of an issue, um, you know, that might be misconstrued to be a mental health issue because now you're going to be, you know, limiting your, your right to, to, to bear arms and right to buy ammo and right to buy a firearm if, um, you know, you have some type of a little healthcare blip. So that's bad. Um, then we have the the deceit. I think the deceit is the thing that's most frustrating to the Second Amendment community. You know, you have your typical Rhode Islanders wheeling and dealing. You know, you have the anti-gunners boasting that they've made deals with the Senate president and made deals with this one and made deals on that one to get their legislation heard. And it comes down to the bills, too, the, the deceit in the bills, like the weapons, um, assault weapons um, bill. That bill, if you read by definition, that includes every firearm. And they can tell me all day long that it's not, you know, it's only about assault weapons. But when you start putting in definitions such as threaded barrel or any firearm that can, that can have a bayonet or any firearm that has a dropping floor plate, which is a magazine, that's all firearms. I want people to know that you are being deceived by the definitions in these bills. You're being lied to by the anti-gunners and deceived. And it's very disturbing to me that these people, you know, keep pushing their agenda on the basis of uh, gun safety and gun reform when they're flat out lying lying to people in this state. You know, um, folks, again, we're speaking with Brenda Jacob, and this is a big week. And Brenda, of course, you know, suddenly it doesn't matter what the other side says or does. Uh, suddenly the media runs with this story that, you know, one of the people behind it, who's uh, Representative Justine Caldwell, and she's being threatened. And these people are, you know, uh, they're just like out of their minds and they're dangerous. And now, you know, she's the, the victim and the advocate. I mean, it is incredible how this thing is so predictable where they start to fall in line. And that's all done as a way to try to scare off those that want to speak up against the gun legislation. Yes, let's talk about our little victim, Ms. Caldwell. That incident, well, first of all, let's go back to the last time the gun bills were heard, she claimed the same thing. When her abortion bill was being heard, she claimed the same thing. Yep. Now she's claiming it again in the in the Of course, journal. yep. But we also know that three weeks ago is when she received that call from the person about the assault weapon. Let me show you what an assault weapon is, blah, blah, right. blah. She got that call three weeks ago, and we have proof of it. And now she has the nerve to go to the paper this week and have that story dropped. Yeah. That's deceit. That is the deceit I'm talking about. Yep. You know, everything is deceitful when it comes to this. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about all of Justine's secret meetings, okay? So we had a secret Rhode Island Coalition Against Gun Violence meeting that only certain people were allowed in. And that one happened to have our friend, Mr. Cicilline, in there. 
and he specifically says that we have a white supremacy gun problem. We can do something about this now. Uh, now is the time. Wow. Okay? Holy yeah. cow. So then you have <clears throat> Justine Caldwell stating 40% of gun sales do not require background checks. I have 39 sponsors for the high-capacity assault weapons ban, and the hearings will be in, com- in committee, in person, no public, that will help so there are no pressure from the yellow shirts breathing down our necks. She doesn't even have the decency to call us constituents. Wow, the yellow shirts. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, like, this is why people are aggravated. This is why people are frustrated. It's because we're being treated like this from people who are supposed to be representing us. And instead... They're up there, and they're working against us, and they can't even be respectful enough to consider us constituents. Wow. So there's just, the deceit is just beyond belief. You know, they also claim that, you know, they're outfunded by the NRA. NRA contributed $5,973 last year to the Rhode Island um, pro-gun movement. But let me tell you what I did find in campaign reports that $1.3 million came into Rhode Island Coalition Against Gun Violence. And it came from Planned Parenthood. It came from the Giffords Pack. It came from Bloomberg. And then they pay for ads for all the people on these bills, and they don't report it on the campaign finance reports. So who is being deceived? It is not the regular everyday... It is the regular everyday citizen, and it's they're being deceived by these, you know, a group of legislators up there that are like fire ants. Yep. And it's just, it's just, this is why people are so upset and so tired of being pushed around. Because let's face it, we're the last ones who want any gun violence. Because we get it all the way around. If there's an act of gun violence, not only is it a tragedy for the families that are involved in the, in the, in the, um, the gun crime or the gun accident, but then we also... Without due process, we also get persecuted for just being law-abiding citizens. And I think that enough is enough, and that's why I'm chirping now, because uh, I've had enough of these people lying. I've had enough of them just, you know, distorting the facts. If you go to the Rhode Island Coalition uh, webpage, they have all these big numbers about supporting magazine capacity and 70% favoring assault weapons bans. Well, if you read the fine print at the bottom of their page, it says the poll was conducted on 600 people. Huh. Wow. Do you think that's a fair representation no. of the Rhode Island no. population? Yeah, no, but it's not. I will call to mind uh, David Cicilline did a poll on Facebook last year, or two years ago, and it, his poll was up for four hours before I took it down, because in four hours he had 4,500 people respond and 76 said they do not support support new laws um, regarding uh, gun violence. They do not support wow. gun violence. So, you know, go ahead. I know, for, okay, I know for a fact that uh, we did our own petition this year, and we are up to 9,800 signatures on Good. our petition. And we did it grassroots, and it wasn't a push a button. Yep. It was actually out in the community, <clears> and to me, that's a better number to go by. That, and I wonder if any of the 59,700 people that had new NICS checks done this year were part of that, that poll. So, you know, they're, they're, again, they're being deceitful with their numbers. Deceitful with their information. Absolutely. Let's do this, folks. And again, it's Brenda Jacob, who's with the Rhode Island Revolver Rifle Association, also president of Federated Rhode Island Sportsman Club, president of the Ocean State Junior Rifle Association. Brenda, let's do this. Um, I'll talk to you off air, and I'd like to set up to have you on again Friday, because Friday is when this is happening. People need to speak up. Uh, You know, you hit in so many good points. They are using COVID to try to get this stuff through. That's what's going on. And what's so appalling, this Cicilline, you know, saying that we need more gun laws because of a white supremacy problem is just so beyond the pale. And it is deceitful. And so so let's do that. Before I let you go, um, where can people log on or find out more information that want to get involved? Well, right now we have our information out on Facebook 
broke through Rhode Island Revolver and Rifle Association. Okay. We have the Rhode Island Federated Sportsmen, uh, Federated Sportsmen of Rhode Island, Rhode Island Firearm Owners League, and Second Amendment Coalition. You can Google search any of us, okay. and all of our information is out there. The Rifle Rhode Island Firearm Owners League has the most up-to-date information. That one has all of the the best information, and that's why we're, we're kind of using that as our jump page. Okay, is so that the Rhode Island Revolver Rhode Island Revolver Rifle Association? Is that the one you're talking about? No, Rifle. R-I-F-O-L.org. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Rhode Island Firearm Owners League. Okay, but I mean on Facebook. What's the Facebook page that's yep. the best one that I would share? Rhode Island Revolver Rifle Association? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, Brenda, good job. Uh, you're, listen, everyone is behind you. Everyone's counting on you. I'll talk to you off here. We'll plan on having you on on Friday since this is going on uh, Friday afternoon. So thank you, Brenda. Thank you so much for letting our voice be oh, heard. Yeah. I cannot how much it means to us. Absolutely, Brenda. All right, folks, Brenda Jacob, who, uh, you know, she is terrific. She's right on. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's Shonda Petro on AM 1380, excuse me, in 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, topetro.com. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. If you would like to see our live stream, you just go to the page, John DePetro Show. Now, it's still where we're kind of doing a hodgepodge, but we're, we're very close. Less than a week now uh, that we'll have our full page back, but we're, we're getting closer. But that is so important, what she's talking about. And, um, you know, do, do you see what the parallels of what's going on that, you know, it's all connected as far as, the situation, you know, at the Capitol, where they're trying to say everyone is white supremacist, they were trying to say it was an armed insurrection, even though there was no one, the only one person shot was the unarmed uh, protester, Ashley Babbitt, the protester, uh, Air Force veteran. She was the only one that was shot and killed in, the, there's such a campaign to try to paint that as an armed insurrection of white supremacists, and that's going to come up. That is going to come up as they're trying to push this through, saying <clears throat> we need more gun legislation in Rhode Island because otherwise the white supremacists may stage an insurrection at the Rhode Island State House and try to take over the, you know, uh, try to take over the Rhode Island State House. And a good example of that was if you remember leading up to the Biden inauguration, they had uh, armed National Guard out in front of the Rhode Island State House, even though there was no credible threat. Folks, it, it all ties in. That was done as a method to try to then get people nervous or justify. They're going to show pictures of that in their hearing coming up this Friday. This portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. You know, this is uh, so appalling. Cicilline, take away the guns. Uh, Justin Caldwell, there, we have a white supremacy problem. We need more gun laws in Rhode Island. We need to remove all the guns in Rhode Island. And then she comes up, oh, look at these threats I've been getting. Uh, huh, that's funny. It looks, uh, some of the handwriting resembles that of of your own household. But competition shooting supply, stop in and see folks, John Francis. Call him at 401-727-1716, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's competition shooting supplies, firearms, ammunition, accessories, competition shooting supplies. Your Second Amendment headquarters, easy to get to. Listen, I recognize you have some options when it comes to firearms, ammunition. I'm asking you to shop at Competition Shooting Supply. Stop in and see John Francis. You can also get your blue card test there. 401-727-1716. Stop in and see him. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Tuesday on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. Now, remember, on the website, DePietro.com, I have the story up. This is, um, it's so appalling uh, it is corruption. It is wrong. This guy needs to be investigated. This guy, um, the fact that all these politicians were hiring him, if you haven't heard about him, it's that mail ballot king, Ed Catuno. I want to give credit to the Providence Journal that broke the story. The guy that's known as the mail ballot king, who was in the Brit Mattiello trial, who was hired by Governor Mundo, who was hired by Mattiello on more than one occasion, who basically helped Mattiello, very uh, questionable methods of how they get these mail ballots. 
Do you know that he has collected close to $400,000 from the city of Providence on a quota on a disability, accidental disability, that he supposedly for eight weeks worked for the city in 2004, supposedly drove into a wall. The doctor said, oh, he, he is completely uh, incapacitated. He, he completely, this person, you know, he's, he's lucky to be able to stand. The doctor said he is completely disabled. That was the doctor that examined him. And instead, he's running around running these mail ballot campaigns. Patient is totally disabled, the doctor said. <coughs> the city should ask, hey, we, number one, cut him off. He shouldn't be getting this. Gets 2300 a month from the city of Providence. Now, someone said to me, hey, you know, he's not getting does Yeah, but 2300 a month, and then you add in the mail ballot money. It's wrong. If he's totally disabled, then he's totally disabled. Then he can't run around working on these campaigns, helping them uh, win with mail ballots. But check out the website, petro.com which is uh, brought to you by Relax Souls Reflexology. Maybe you have some kind of a pain. You can call or text Lisa Wood, Reflexology, 401-742-6621. Reflexology. It's different from massage because it's the application of pressures of the feet, or the hands, uh, it works the hands and your feet and face and ear. It boosts the immune function, heals from inside out. Lisa Wood Reflexology. There's a direct link at the website to Petro.com. It's relaxed. Souls, S-O-L-E-S. And you can call or text her for an appointment, 401-742-6621. S-O-L-E-S, relaxed. Souls, Reflexology. Check it out. Now, folks, momentarily, we're going to speak with Representative Patricia Morgan. And I give her so much credit because she has introduced legislation to try to get the voting under control. And, you know, all of this talk, folks, all this talk about elect, none of it matters if we don't have fair elections. And I'm telling you right now, forget President Trump to the side. Right now in Rhode Island, I have no faith in our elections. And with good reason, I have no faith. And everyone needs to rally behind the vote. Because if they have their way, if they make official the type of voting that was done during the pandemic, it is lights out. That's why Nellie Gorbia, you know, people are saying Dan McKee should make her the lieutenant governor. Well, she doesn't want to be the lieutenant governor. She wants to be the governor. And she feels that she has a voting list of names that she can send around her volunteers, uh, harvest ballots, and beat him next September to primary. So that's why she doesn't want to be, she just doesn't want to be lieutenant governor. She feels it's like having the answers to a test. But this portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by Bethel Softwash. Bethel certified softwash, free same day text estimate at 401 617 2585. Listen, Saturday is the first day of spring. You want to remove the grime. You want to remove the algae. You want to remove the the moss, the grass stains. Bethel Certified Softwash. Look for them on Facebook. I've shared their page on my page. Their website is RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. The website is RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. The before and after pictures are just amazing. Uh, Contact them today. All right, let me get... um, Representative Patricia Morgan, we are uh, scheduled to have her on, and I'm very excited about it because she, I'll tell you, she gets it done. She does. <coughs> I haven't talked to her in quite some time, but I'll give her a big build up and I give her immense credit for. Is that you, Rep. Morgan? Oh, I thought we had her. Hello. All right. Folks, we're standing by. I don't know what's happened. I'm not exactly sure. All right. We will uh, try that again. I'm not exactly sure exactly what happened. So we're going to talk to her in a moment. Remember, Bethel, whether it's a building, restaurant, a home, roof, or deck, patio, walkway, it's Bethel. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash, and the website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. All right, I will try here. Oh, huh, that's odd. All right, let me, um, let me try here again, folks. 
All right, let's uh, try here again. Here we go. There she is, folks, joining us right now, and she is leading the charge regarding voting, is Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. Good afternoon, John. Rep., I want to thank you on behalf of everyone and give you a chance to highlight uh, the legislation that you're introducing with voting. And I want I want people to understand how important this is. I will tell you that... Um, you're the only one that I see. I think my representative Chippendale has some legislation as well as far as mail ballot applications. But Rep. Morgan, make no mistake about it. To me, voting and making sure that we have fair elections in Rhode Island, it's not one of the issues. It's the only issue. Because if they put forth and make official the way that we held the election last year, you will never see another Republican elected statewide. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there were just, all the safeguards were removed in the last election. Every safeguard that we had put in place over the course of time. And they were just simply, by executive order, discarded. Uh, which made the election less safe, less secure, and less reliable, you know, less valid. Now, Rep. Morgan, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with us what you're putting forward and the importance of this legislation getting attention, getting traction, getting momentum, and getting people aware of exactly what, what's involved with it. Well, I, I decided to focus on our voter rolls. Uh, we know from all of the news reports that we have uh, an enormous number of um, registered voters who probably aren't eligible. Yeah. Um, we have way more people on the voter rolls than there are actual voters in the state. And it's, it's it, um, maybe you can correct me, I haven't done the research on this yet, uh, but it's, it's, it's well over 200,000 yeah, names that shouldn't be there. It's close to 300,000. Um, it's close to 300,000. 300, it's a bloated voter roll. And what, what Rep. Morgan is exactly right, the future of Rhode Island really is contingent on cleaning up that voter roll because with it, Rep. Morgan, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. We're not talking about 5,000. We're not talking about 10,000. At one point was 200,000. Now it's close to 300,000 names are on the voter rolls more than people who would be technically registered voters. And let's remember that against the legislature, the Secretary of State, took it upon herself to mail every one of those people and those addresses uh, an absentee ballot. Yep. Um, right? So, so to me, it's about really making sure that our voter rolls are secure, they're fair, that only legal voters are included on them. That's right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I mean, we have to have confidence that our elections are secure. Yes. They are fair. And right now, I don't think that uh, there's a, a large contingent of us that don't believe that either of those things are true. With good, with good true. reason, Rep. Morgan. And, you, you know, know, and we're also... Go ahead. The Democrats in the state house have now passed uh, laws that allow everybody who goes, uh, you know, to... Uh, on uh, our social services network on UHIP, they are they are registered to vote. Uh, when you go to the DMV, you are registered to vote. Yep. So, you know, we have to really make sure that only the people who are eligible. So, my my bill just kind of focuses on that. I actually talked with the with John Merrill, who's the Secretary of State in Alabama, and they do all of the stuff in Alabama, um, but. One, you have to be 18 years of age on or before election day, before you can vote. You have to have a valid proof of identification yep. with a photograph on it. So that can be a, a driver's license, a state ID with a photograph, or a passport, a U.S. passport. You have to be a United States citizen. Just because you live in Rhode Island doesn't mean you get to vote. You that's have right. to be a citizen. Yes, that's and right. And I think... Um, 
people are confused by that. Well, I live here, so I should be able to vote. Right. No. Um, you have to be a citizen. Yep. Um, Rep. Morgan, I want to, and folks, I want to just share with you, folks on the line with us is Representative Patricia Morgan, who right now, and I proclaimed you my hero of, of the week last week, because you have stepped forward. I want people to understand there is, there's nothing more important than what Representative Patricia Morgan is talking about right now. It's the voter rolls, and also, Rep, I'll share with you. I had someone who was working on the inside right behind the uh, Providence Post Office in Providence where they have the Secretary of State's office. And I won't reveal who he is, but he was on the inside. And at one point he was providing me information and then either something happened and now he's gone dark on me or they call it radio silent. But basically what he was sharing with me, and he reached out to me because he said he couldn't believe what was going on. But you need to know this, that, that no one that was going there to get a voter ID, no one was being turned away. No one. They would never turn anyone away. And that meant, and you didn't even, you didn't need to prove who you were. Anyone that came off the street, because I was saying that I wanted to request that in the course of the week, how many people do they turn away? They must have a number of how many people enter that want to register to vote. But how many people do they turn away? And he said the problem with that is they don't turn anyone away. So you and I go in and we just fill it. They don't ask us for an ID. They don't ask anything. They have an interpreter. Now, if if no one is turned away, Rep. Morgan, that explains why we have bloated voter rolls. And he, he described a situation of people that, you know, whatever your middle name is, if your name is, you know, Thomas, James, uh, they just go in, they work in the campaigns, and now they become uh, James Thomas, and it's the same address, so they just flip the names around. Uh, it, it is so out of control right now, but he said the, the real problem, the breakdown, is that no one is turned away registering to vote. And as you're saying, there should be people that are turned away. They should be, hey, I'm sorry, yeah. you, you don't live yeah. in Rhode Island. I'm sorry, you're not a U.S. citizen. I'm sorry, you're not old enough. Uh, I'm sorry, you we have already have, have you on the voting you rolls. A, yeah, and you have to have a valid address yes. as well. Yeah. Right? You can't be a felon. You just right. can't be a felon. Um, oh. So what I've done is that um, every, every time somebody goes to register, they have to sign the registration form, and then... That is that registration form goes to their board of canvassers. Yep. So you know we have thirty nine cities and states, so all of them have board of canvassers. And now it's up to the board of canvassers to make sure that, um, in other words, those people don't go on the voting roll until the board of canvassers looks at all of their documentation. Yep. So in other words, if you if you go through uh, UHIP and you you sign up to vote through UHIP. Well, you have to, you still have to provide your voter ID. You still have to have a signed registration card that goes to the Board of Canvassers. Okay. You still have to have a valid address. And right. if you don't have any of those things, you are not released to be on the voter rolls until you pr- produce that documentation. Hmm. Folks, we're speaking so with Rep- Representative Patricia Morgan. And Rep, the other thing that people, I know they don't understand and it. Makes it, it a Anybody tries to game the system. Well, I know that another state, Florida, uh, the governor there, Governor DeSantis, who I think is one of the best governors in the country right now, he's talking about removing those mail ballot boxes that started popping up last year. And I know for a fact, Rep, you know, they they used to just have them at the Board of Elections right there, uh, Branch Avenue. But suddenly this year, they started popping up everywhere. Now, I've been told firsthand the whole reason they instituted those is because if someone mails a mail ballot and it turns out to be a fraudulent mail ballot, well, at the very least, they could be charged with mail fraud. So they created these boxes so then you drop them off. But Rep. Morgan, they're really being used by the campaigns for ballot harvesting. And I'll tell you how confident, and this is the thing that people need to recognize, just how confident Nellie Gorbia, you and I both know, she changed it in July of 2017. She withdrew the information. So you can't see the full list of everyone with all their information of, you know, John Smith, 
born on January 1st in 1960 and, you know, where he lives and so forth. So they removed a key element of that. So you don't know exactly. Oh, it, it makes it next to impossible. Next to impossible. Now, they did it on purpose. They did it on purpose. Um, and, Rep. Morgan, we saw back in November the other states right? Pennsylvania, they have all their information online. Michigan, they have all their information online. Florida, yeah. all these other states do. It, it is, it, that to me, that is the biggest red flag that we don't have it. But I'll tell you how confident Nellie Gorbia, her chief of staff, is running for mayor of Providence. Why? Because he feels he's got the winning voting list that then he'll send his people out and they ballot harvest and they collect him. And Nellie Gorbia, from what we understand, has turned down to be lieutenant governor with Dan McKee because she feels she has the winning list to be governor next September. But Morgan, the whole battle is no longer to get the public vote. The new battleground seems to be just getting the ballots out there to certain people. That's right. And so, so listen, my bill also um, uh, bans ballot harvesting. You know, ballot harvesting is legal in most of the states in the, in the country for good reason. It allows for voter intimidation and manipulation. And we all know that. We've all heard the stories of people going from, from bed to bed to bed in nursing homes yeah. gathering uh, ballots. And it happened this year, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Secretary of State... Um, decided in her wisdom that they would put, it used to be a, um, a bipartisan team would go into nursing homes, um, and but it was COVID, all the nursing homes were locked down this year, so they put a social worker in charge of it this year. Huh. Wow. So the ballot harvesting still went on, oh, so yeah. it will be banned, and for all of these, uh, you know, for Providence, who was handing out any kind of driver's license or voter, um, or not voter, uh, 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 just uh, ID, state ID or city ID. There has to be a large FN standing for foreign national across the, the face of the of the ID. Yes. And on the back of it, the barcode has to be coded so that they cannot vote, that they, it is clear that they are foreign national. I like that. Um well, you know, my mother was a foreign national. I, she was, my mother's from England. She came over here and she had a green card for a couple of decades, quite frankly. She never voted because she knew she wasn't allowed to vote. Yep. Today, I think uh, the, there's a mixed message in a lot of our communities. Yeah. So this isn't against immigrants. No. It's just, quite frankly, if you're not a citizen... You are a foreign national. You are a citizen of another country. That's right. So you can't vote in the United States. You can vote in that country. Right. Your home country, but you can't vote here. No. And this will make it really clear. Big, large letters um, that say FN and then coded on the back. So if they go in to vote in person, they're not given a ballot. Yeah. And not only that, and again, folks, uh, with us is Representative Patricia Morgan. You know, you've heard the same stories. I mean, as you know, and it's nothing against them, but social workers tend to be the most liberal, progressive. I had a family uh, tell me that where their, her, their mother was, the person collecting the ballot said, anyone that votes for Trump doesn't get dessert all week. <laughs> so, no, she could oh, then yeah. say... Oh, I was just joking. But no, there's there's a message there. There's a message there for those that are living there. And, oh, are we not supposed to be voting for him? Oh, I, you know, are they going to withhold medication next? Or another person have called out, and I think they were, the family contact. And she said, oh, I was just joking around. But when you have someone 90 years old and they're sitting yeah, there and they say. that's not a joke, quite frankly. No. It's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. It's no, that's not, that's not something you joke about. What do you mean? No, and no one that votes for Trump is well, getting desserts. So Next is going to be, well, we're because also going to withhold also, your medication. Right. It's also leading these people to think that that's a bad thing to do. Correct. To vote their conscience, yeah. whatever it is. Now, Rep. Morgan, um, how, can, how can we get behind you? How can we, I want to go all out. I want to support you as much as we can. There's nothing more important than what you're talking about right now. I know that people are talking about other issues, but if we lose integrity, fear, elections, there's nowhere to go. And the direction they're going, no it just to leads to fraud. It just does. So You know, I also know that I'm, not try, I'm trying to think which rep on the Democrat side 
they're trying to do away with the witnesses and the notary. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that, which is one of the safeguards, and that's what I'm talking about intimidation. Oh yeah. So imagine somebody shows up and has you sign the absentee ballot form, takes it, brings back your ballot, and then stands over you while you <laughs> vote, or. Or worse, just says, uh, here, sign it, and I'll take care of it. Right. There's the manipulation part yes, of it. Yes, 100%. And, and that's ballot harvesting, but it's also why we have two signatures. Yeah. Why we say that if there's, uh, you know, a shut-in in her house, she has to get her neighbor to come over, or someone other than the person that's showing up at her door to, to get that ballot from her. Um, so... So somebody is trying to take that. It, right now, it is law that you have to have two signatures. And it has to stay that way. And one of the yes. Democrats is trying to get rid of that. Yeah. I think it's that uh, senator so from Newport. Yeah. Go on, you were. Yeah, I, I can't remember which That's one. That's all right. So... Well, listen, Rep, we're with you. There's nothing more important. I'm going to be up against the news. Go ahead. tell you, for for all the things that your listeners are are interested in, we know that the State House is closed now. It's hard for them to come down and testify. But if they look on the RhodeIslandLegislature.gov website, they go to legislation. Then there's a drop-down menu that goes to committee calendars. Find the election calendar, and if when these bills come up, or a judiciary for the Second Amendment bills, or 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 um, any of the ones that people are interested, you know, you may not want to uh, actually talk on the phone. You can you can testify. You can get a place, and they'll have you talk on the phone, and people will ask you questions from the committee. But if you don't want to testify, you can also say, um, I. You know, I I want to say I am opposed to Bill whatever. Right. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what my my bill number is so that I can tell That's you. That's right. Listen, Dale, here's what we're going to do. Dale's I'm going to have was, you back. To- You're going to let us know. I'm going to be in communication with you. But I want people to understand that there's nothing more important. This is it. This is the battle. I don't want a year from now people saying, oh, I didn't know it was so important. This is the battle. Rep, I got to hold you there. I'm up against the news. Representative Morgan, thank you. It is great to talk with you. And most importantly, we are with you. The people are with you. Thank you. All right, Rep. folks, there it is, Representative Patricia Morgan. Listen, we have another hour to go here on the John DePietro Show. Here's what we're going to do. And I mean that. There's nothing more important. Now, coming up, I will talk more about the vaccine. Also, pressure mounts on Biden, Tucker Carlson under attack. And where do you hear that quote from The View, that woman that's trying to defend Andrew Cuomo? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. It's John DePietro. The Power Hour is next right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Stay tuned. Let's go into the 1 o'clock news.